What up, HyperChange? Welcome to another episode. Today, we're talking about Tesla's 2021 financials. I'm gonna be projecting their revenue, deliveries, income, profit, cash flow, all of that stuff using HyperCharts. Tesla is about to get included in the S&P 500. The stock price has been going crazy, hitting an all-time high of $655 or $56 that I record this episode, valuing the company over $600 billion. And so I like to take it back to the basics and focus on the first principles of finance, just the fundamentals. What are the metrics of Tesla's business? How are those unfolding? Because at the end of the day, nothing else really matters. So now, welcome to the world of hypercharts. You can go to hypercharts.co slash TSLA um, to check out the charts and follow along here. So before I give jump into all my estimates for the company going forward, I just want to recap where we're at right now. Tesla rapidly scaling vehicles delivered the most important metric or KPI, key performance indicator the company has. How many cars are they actually selling? This is the bulk of their business. And as you can see, Tesla's growth, pretty much exponential growth um, like this throughout the year. Um, mainly on the back of increasing uh, their deliveries by expanding into new verticals with cheaper electric vehicles, Model 3, Model Y. As you can see, those are making up for really the bulk of the growth. We even have a, a slight decline here in the Model S and X sales. And I sort of look at this as Tesla cannibalizing itself with a better, cheaper electric vehicle. But there's the growth in deliveries. Um, Tesla... As you can see there, automotive revenue, that blue line, still a huge chunk of their business. The energy business has been a real bright spot recently with record quarter of 579 million, up sequentially from 370 million, way above the previous record of 436 million. So the energy business, which for a long time has been rumored as a potential bright spot for Tesla, really picked up on the financials last quarter. I think this is the start of that really continuing. But as you can see, the automotive business is still the workhorse for Tesla. Now, moving into the income statement, you can see that revenue, of course, here, we're hitting a record of $8.77 billion last quarter. We had a massive profit that the company produced of about $809 million. And so that is kind of the status quo with Tesla. I don't want to spend too much time in the historicals because we're going to jump ahead. But the point being here is Tesla really just had a huge breakout quarter um, over the past, I mean, even four quarters. They've been profitable for four quarters in a row. But truly, last quarter, where they produced over $800 million of operating income, record revenue, despite every other car company shrinking. I mean, this was really a breakout moment. So now, let's extrapolate what happens next because Tesla is not standing still. These are my estimates and I'll put the link below. Uh, you can follow along and actually these are open source. We're open sourcing this model. It's one of the amazing things about Hypercharts, which is actually built in a collab by myself and a developer, Mo. He's awesome. Huge shout out to Mo uh, for building Hypercharts. We launched it under two years ago with five companies now of a hundred plus. And the whole point is to basically, you know, filter out all of this noise and boil down, uh, you know, each company to their fundamentals. And so you can really do this first principles analysis. So here with this new feature we've rolled out where I can estimate um, future projections and open source them. So you can all check this out and download them if you want. But here is my model. I am estimating 177,000 deliveries for the quarter, um, 8.5,000 Model S and X, 115,000 Model 3, 45,000 Model Y. Model 3 and Y split is totally a rough guess because Tesla doesn't actually disclose that. But that's where I'm at um, with those numbers. I think Model 3 in China is a huge vector of growth as well as Model Y in the U.S., um, and I do want to give a huge shout out to Troy Testlike, who does an unbelievable job at putting out these spreadsheets. You can follow him on Twitter, open sourcing his spreadsheets of Tesla deliveries. He's way better than me at this. So if you want to dive even more into that granular information on how Tesla's deliveries will extrapolate, check that out. Also huge shout out to James Stevenson, who has been on the channel a couple times. Um, he does amazing financial models that helped inform my financial model. So if you want to dive deeper on that, you should definitely check out his page. So how does this translate? Record deliveries. Obviously, if Tesla's selling more cars than ever, the price of those cars isn't really decreasing. We're going to see economies of scale. You know, every car that rolls off the line, the incremental profit, more and more of it drops to the bottom line with economies of scale. And not only is there like a fixed cost economies of scale, there's a gross margin economies of scale. We're going to get to that all in a sec, though. So the automotive business, I see ramping up nicely here. 
to 9.2 billion, up from 7.6 billion last quarter on the growth of those deliveries. Energy hitting a record 16, 15 million. I don't know. I just kind of assumed a little bit of growth. There's a seasonality to the energy business. So that fa factoring that in, I kind of dampened the growth. But overall, I think mega pack orders are really strong and the solar roof hitting, is hitting its stride. So that'll lead to strong growth in the energy business. Service, uh, this is sort of more of a guess just based on like supercharger revenue. Tesla doesn't try and make a profit on service. So I don't know. We'll see how that unfolds. Um, but revenue and operating income, and this is a spreadsheet that I use to do all of these estimates here, where, which I'll also open source. It's a Google Doc. I use it every single quarter. The black dark pup is 2021, which we'll get to in a second. But um, as you can see, I plug in my deliveries, and then I have an average revenue per car over time, which has been decreasing um, from 55,000. Here, I can zoom in to show you. Um, but it's been decreasing from 55,000, 56,000, now hovering around 51,500. I actually think this is going to start going up as FF, FSD prices go up. But that's what I have now, kind of conservative. And then I get to automotive revenue, service revenue, energy revenue. That's why I get to total revenue. Then I plug in a gross margin of 24%. But basically, what I'm doing here is just plugging in amount of cars delivered times the average price per car. Pretty simple to get automotive revenue, service revenue, I assume a jump, energy revenue. Um, here's the other interesting part I wanna point out is energy credit revenue. This is a very volatile part and I actually separated out recently in my spreadsheet where you can see there's uh, 397 million of energy credit revenue. So we're gonna do auto revenue here is without credits. As you can see, 7.6 billion minus 397 equals 7.2 billion automotive revenue without credits. And that gets you to the automotive gross margin without credits. And this to me is a really important metric because we want to know how profitable is Tesla at actually building those cars um, without, you know, anything. Like I want to know the core business. That's all I'm laser focused on when I'm analyzing company. Who cares about the tax, the gap, the one quarter of this, the one quarter of that. Um, it's all about the core business and that core intrinsic earnings power. And so when I see, that's why I wanted to back out with this metric, which is the automotive gross margin without credits. And so many of the haters have been saying, Tesla uses these credits. This is only how they're getting profitable. But if you actually see, if you back out the credits, even assuming 100% gross margin, Tesla still posted a record 23.68% gross margin. Um, that means they're getting better at build, not only building way more cars, but each car is getting significantly more profitable. And 23% gross margin is already extremely high for the automotive industry. And I would argue Tesla's in the infancy of, of really upping those margins from a hardware level, let alone a software uh, level. And so I assume this bumps up to 24% next quarter just with increased economies of scale. And then I assume the rest of the business hits about the same uh, so even evening us out at a 24% gross margin, slight bump from last quarter. And then that's how I got the gross profit number. So now back to hypercharts, that's how I get all of this entity. And as you can see, the real sort of lever here in Tesla's business that I wanted to point out was this gross profit. 2.5 billion uh, is gonna be up from 1.39 billion. Like this is compounding even faster than revenue is their gross profit growth. And I think that's gonna be a key fundamental driver of the company's valuation. Um, and so as you can see that gross margin number I was showing you there here in the chart, Tesla, um, you know, during the Model 3 ramp, hit a lot of lows in gross margin, Q1 seasonally weak, but then ramping. So maybe in Q1 we'll have a dip, but we'll get to that later. And then operating margin here, this is extremely impressive. I mean, Tesla, I'm estimating they're gonna hit about an, a 10% operating margin uh, in Q4, making them one of the world's most profitable automakers, especially when you consider how many cars they're selling and their rate of growth. This is kind of unheard of. SG&A expenses, I assumed a huge jump in, uh, you know, Tesla had this really interesting sort of cost-cutting effort here, R&D went down. Um, then SG&A went down, but now they've sort of ramped back up that spending. So as you can see, I'm estimating a record of 1.025 billion acceleration in SG&A as we saw last quarter. Same with R&D, a record quarter for R&D because I wanted to assume you know a lot of expenses. And one thing that's really important to keep in mind here is I'm always so, so... Uh, conservative. Like I always want to underestimate deliveries, underestimate gross margin. Like I, as a long-term investor, this is just, I want to bake a level of conservatism into all my models. 
And so you will see that in all my financial projections. Like I always want to be conservative and assume that I messed up to give myself a margin of safety because when I'm investing in rapidly growing technology companies, I just think that's the way to do it. So here's the growth. Um, I think Tesla, you know, quarterly growth rate of 41%, almost unheard of for a company of their scale doing what they're doing, but I think this is going to get dwarfed next quarter. It's all about how many cars they can build. Um, and so that is what it is. Cash flow wise, I'm thinking uh, I basically just increased by the amount of operating income, which is up 270 million. That's how much I bumped up the cash flow, 270, 2.7 billion in cash flow. I think CapEx, which is amount they spend on future factories, which they guided is going to be 4.5 to 6 billion uh, each year going forward. I think we hit about that 1.5 billion level potentially starting next quarter. I don't know. Once again, want to be conservative, assume they send, spend more. Uh, and this would be the record CapEx of any quarter for Tesla, but it makes sense. Berlin, China, Texas, uh, Fremont, we're expanding like crazy. We need to spend money on that. But even despite that, because the operating cash flow is so big of 2.7, that 1.5, you know, we're still making a profit at the end of the day. The free cash flow of the company is going to increase by 1.2 billion. So I think Tesla, 14 billion in cash last quarter, plus 5 billion, 19, plus another 1.2, looking about 20 billion in cash um, by the end of the quarter. So now let's take a look at this on an annual basis because this will really kind of tie it together and we're gonna get to 2021 don't worry about that um model y here looking at 495,000 total deliveries about 100,000 model y 345 model 3 um and so you know huge growth in tesla's deliveries here to almost 500k which is you know i don't know will they hit 500k or not that's their guidance pre-rona the fact that they're even in the ballpark of hitting that is absolutely mind uh mind blowing here we go to uh Revenue segments, you can see the automotive business, 31 billion in overall revenue, automotive business doing 27 of that. Let's focus on the energy business because this one has kind of been stalling since that solar city acquisition, but this is a real breakout year where we see the energy business resume to growth. I'm seeing about 2 billion, 1.8 billion in revenue this year. Um, that'll continue next year, which I think is super exciting. And then for the full year, we're looking at 31.2 billion in revenue. Um, 7 billion in gross profit, 2.5 billion in earnings. So Tesla, I mean, let's zoom in on some of this. This is incredible growth. The gross profit, once again, is the biggest lever here. They're getting more profitable with each vehicle um, from 7.1 up from 4.1. So that's a huge growth, far outpacing revenue growth. And then we have operating income, the positive first full year profit for Tesla, huge milestone, and not even just a little bit, like a massive profit erasing years of losses, uh, frankly. So that's really exciting. Now income gonna be profitable as well. Then we have gross margins here. I think for the full year, we have this uh, reversal of this downtrend to get a full year 22.6% gross margin. And I think that just continues to rise. We've already seen Tesla gross margins bottom out, at least for autos. And then operating margin for the full year, 8%. Amazing job. And then overall here, we're going to see revenue growth of 27% in 2020 is my estimate for Tesla. Huge growth despite the pandemic. And I think a lot of that growth is, is underappreciated because 180,000 cars, like they're already baking in huge growth for 2021. Um, and I think that growth will start to accelerate in the coming quarters just because of the comps. So keep an eye on that. Cash flow, annual cash flow from operations, 5.6 billion. I mean, so you look at a $650 billion asset with 5.6 billion in cash flow, it's a 0.85% yield or whatever of, of free cash flow. That's, you know, how much did it grow? More than doubled. So then next year, that's a 2% yield. I mean, if free operating cash flow can't keep doubling forever, but you see that Tesla is actually a significantly cash producing asset, which is to total change. And even with this massive CapEx we're assuming of 3.5 billion, the largest in two years, Tesla's free cash flow is still going to go positive this year, massive increase. So even though they're spending more than ever, they're still producing more than cash than ever, even accounting for those future expenses. Um, this is, they're truly defying all norms. Like no sh short seller, nobody on Wall Street was predicting this type of earnings and cash flow prowess for Tesla. I mean, the ability here to swing to 2 billion in positive free cash flow is incredible. So now I'm going to enter in my 2021 numbers from this spreadsheet and I'll be right back.
so we're back. So entered in all my forecasts. As you can see, this is how Hypercharts works. This is the forecasting feature. A lot of things going on here under the hood. So first of all, Q1 is seasonally weak. A lot of what happens in Q1 is Tesla builds a lot of inventory cars, ships them all around the world. Auto industries, it's seasonally weakest quarter by far. Just traditionally, if you look at this, Q1, a dip, Q1, a dip. Um, so I think we're actually gonna almost buck that trend because we have so much growth in Model Y and Tesla China, but I still think we decreased from one to 177 or so to 175 in Q1. I don't know, I'm just trying to be conservative. And then I think Tesla maybe produces more than they deliver in Q1, as is typically the case. We're gonna see how that impacts the cash flow statement later. But from there on, I just see huge expansion and growth um, and then ending the year at about almost 300,000 units per quarter, which is like 1.2 million cars per year. And I just want to give a really important note that battery production of the 4680 will limit growth about right around here. So we'll get to that in a second. But this is vehicle de delivery growth. I see massive increase. If we look at an annual, I think Tesla delivers almost a million cars next year and ends the year at an over a million run rate. Huge growth. Like Tesla's setting up eventually almost double vehicle deliveries next year. Pretty close. Big thing going on under the hood that I wanted to show you before moving on is this ASP. So remember I had this at 51,500. Now I have this bumping up to 52,000, increasing revenue per vehicle as FSD pricing goes up. Now FSD pricing was like 6,000, then 7,000, then 8,000. They did a $2,000 bump in Q4 to 10,000. As they roll out more features, they can recognize that huge line of deferred revenue on their balance sheet and they're, they're charging more for it. So basically what's happening is Tesla's integrating more and more software revenue into the vehicle sales. And it's not that complicated. You can literally see Elon talking about how they're always raising the FSD price. And I think the attachment rate staying pretty consistent, the feature rollouts increasing. You have a, a massive lever Tesla's pulling in terms of revenue and profitability per vehicle, incremental gross margin expansion. I think this is one of the biggest topics that people do not understand about Tesla is that they do not need a fully self-driving car to make a ton of money on software of their vehicle. They're already doing it. They're all, I just paid eight grand for my Model Y and I paid, uh, you know, for the FSD package and it was an incredible bargain. I auto, I just auto park here. Like it was amazing. Um, and now they're already charging 10 grand for it. Soon it's gonna be 12 grand. You know, I autopilot when I drove to battery day, 95% of the way on the highway. Like it was pouring rain actually here in Seattle just a couple days ago like, you know, night out, pouring rain, extremely hard to see, trucks everywhere, so stressful, but I was on autopilot and I was like, this I would have paid hundreds of dollars just to have autopilot just for this one hour drive because it saved me so much stress. So I think Tesla's already having a massive incremental gross margin expansion from software in the vehicle. This will only continue. This is the biggest lever to pull here. And 2021, we're just scratching, barely scratching the surface of how this is going to play out in Tesla's vehicles because I'm taking the cautious approach. It's going to take them a while to hit full autonomy. They're going to raise, you know, 10,000, 12,000, 14,000, maybe by the end of the year, but maybe it's 20,000 by the end of the year if they really crank that lever. And so eventually if the FSD prices, Elon indicates, could hit, you know, 50 to 100 grand in value, and it's 10 grand today, we have a $40,000 gross profit lever to start pulling over the next three years on every vehicle Tesla sells. How do we value Tesla? Amount of cars produced times value of autonomy. Value of autonomy is going up two Gs a quarter. Amount of cars produced is going up, you know, 20% a quarter too. We have this massive double CAGR of value, um, which is ending up at like 100% intrinsic value earnings power CAGR, maybe higher for Tesla. That's, I think, the crux of what's justifying this valuation. So I have that trickling down in my spreadsheet here with this increase in ASP, as you can see, getting bumped up and accelerating um, as I think they charge more and more for FSD. And I have an even bigger bump in Q4 because I have 10,000 Model S and X deliveries. This is when I think they introduced the Plaid version. That's what they say. And so I think that'll bump up the ASP as well. So keep that, this is a very important dynamic. And I also want to indicate that my gross margin here, I have bumping up by 25 basis points 
every single quarter. And so I think this might be an underestimate, but I think Tesla, we're going to see this is not a, a fluke of high gross margin in Q3. This is a step function of continually increasing because software is becoming a bigger piece of the hardware uh, of the vehicle sale for Tesla. So with that all being said, energy business has a massive breakout this year. I think the energy business in 2021 is going to have a game changer. First of all, Q3 to me was the quarter I've been waiting for. Finally, we got the growth. They put up the numbers despite the pandemic. Solar Roof continues to, to have massive growth. The biggest bottleneck is how they can install it. And so I think it's going to, you know, inch by inch, quarter by quarter, Tesla's going to expand that. But I think we start to see a big growth in those solar installations. The mega pack is really hitting its stride. Tesla's not as much cell-constrained, and, and they're putting more resources into the energy business now. So I think Q1 seasonally weak, um, but then I just think we have a booming or Q4 and Q1 are seasonally weak. And then I think we have a booming in this energy business in 2021, um, hitting over a billion in quarter, a quarter. And that'll just be a really breakout moment where, you know, yes, Tesla has a four or $5 billion revenue energy business that they built, uh, you know, sort of stealthy behind the scenes. And so I think 2021 is really the year where that comes to the forefront. Solar Roof V4 is coming out. Eventually I'm, I'm working on a video about that. And I just think the opportunity for peaker plants and the grid with this mega packs is, is gonna be bigger than ever. And if you think about this idea of Tesla becoming a distributed utility and using their auto bidder software to become a high frequency energy trader, essentially, and, and optimize your battery assets to give energy when the grid needs it. Basically, you know, a, a software system to use AI to monetize your battery and, and plug into this network of other, other batteries that can balance the grid because we have too many EVs coming. I think this is a hugely underappreciated facet of Tesla's growth is the energy business and the way this entire dis becoming a distributed software-based utility um, is going to change all that. So that's going to come to the forefront this year as well. So here's how the revenue and operating income stack up. I, you know, I think we have huge growth. It's almost like the chart gets messed up here because the growth is so big. But I mean, I, I don't know. I think Tesla's on the cusp of a massive explosion here. Yes, we're a little bit flat in Q1, but then it's just off to the races. Once again, that gross profit lever with more vehicles and the percentage profit increasing, I think we're seeing a huge jump here to 4.5 billion a quarter in gross profit. Remember in 2019, they only did 4.1 billion the whole year. You know, fast forward 24 months or, or whatever, we're doing that in a quarter. So the profitability of Tesla is, is, is compounding at a blistering pace operating income as well, core earnings power of the company looking at 2.1 billion 12 months from now, that's, you know, what, 8.5 billion, we're looking at a what, 90, you know, 85 P ratio. That doesn't seem crazy to me in this in this environment where it's Tina and there is an alter, al alternative. But I don't know. Anyway, Tesla rapidly becoming one of the most profitable companies in the world with billions in quarter in earnings is my projection uh, next quarter. And going forward to gross margin. There's that sort of linear increase in gross margin I told you about. Who knows where this goes? I mean, maybe they have upside. Maybe they bring prices down so they offset it, but that's what I have. I think they're going to hit 25% gross margin over the year. But of course, this is like a spreadsheet, so it looks perfect. It's never going to end up like that, slumping all over the place. And you probably have a dip in Q, uh, Q1 and then an increase in the rest of the year. So I should have modeled that in. But operating margin, I think, really strong around that 10% mark all year. And then, of course, I have booming growth in, you know, everything. Because I wanted to be like, okay, like, yeah, SG&A, I want to boom. I want to assume Tesla's spending like crazy to invest in growth. And then we go to R&D. Uh, you know, here I'm seeing another, I want to basically assume that Tesla also really ramps up the R&D. Um, significant spending, battery, Cato Road, AI chips, whatever Elon can can scheme up, let's green light it and give them the R&D budget because we have the capital. Like, like, look how much expenses I'm assuming growth. And these are all factored in in these earnings. Like these earnings are after that growth in expenses. So even assuming a huge growth in expenses, Tesla's profitability were increased massively. Quarterly growth, um, this is just looks lumpy because of the comps, 
but I think you're gonna have you know a quarter of 120% growth in Q2 because the comp's easy, but we can even that out annually. Here's the cash flow I have. Now, basically the theory here is Q1, they build a lot more cars than they deliver, and then that inventory overhang sort of gets carried through throughout the rest of the year, or, or they can leverage that inventory overhang throughout the rest of the year to boost quarterly cash flow. So that's been happening, so I'll just assume that happens again. Um, and so, I don't know, I just try to follow the pattern of what they were doing, basically assume the same difference in EBIT versus operating earnings um, minus that Q1. So anyway, let's just dive in. Operating cash flow, I assume break even, which would be better. It looks like there's nothing, but it's actually break even from negative 440 million, so a $500 million swing. Um, and then I assume like booming cash flow for the rest of the year. CapEx, I assumed actually goes way beyond their guidance. Remember, 1.5 billion times four, six billion, that's the high end of their CapEx guidance for the next two years. I'm assuming they ramp up to 1.9 billion. I don't know, just be conservative, say they spend more. But even with that free cash flow, I think is awesome. And they have huge free cash flow for the year despite investing in, in growth. I think this actually has a lot of upside. I was super conservative here, but those are the numbers. Let's run through the annual estimates here. Just to wrap it up here, um, Tesla, I'm predicting deliveries of 935,000 units in 2021, um, almost doubling from 2020. Revenue, it's looking like a massive boom. Automotive revenue to $51 billion. Energy revenue here, 3.6 billion, up from 1.8 billion, almost 100% growth. I think service revenue gets a nice bump too, 2.9 billion, that's probably an underestimate. Overall, we have Tesla's business going from uh, going from 31.2 billion to 57.1 billion. Absurd growth. I think this is the reason why Tesla stock is soaring. It's not just that the equity price is going up. It's not just that there's a bubble. The fundamentals, the first principles of finance, the revenue, the income, the cars delivered, the profitability for those cars delivered is all booming and heading in the right direction. And that is the driving force of Tesla's equity price, in my opinion. And so, um, and if you look at the revenue growth is exciting, but let's look at the gross profit growth. 14 billion up from 7 billion, you know, almost a doubling in gross profit, even faster than revenue growth. And then we get that EBIT number more than doubling as well to $6 billion in earnings next year um, for Tesla, becoming one of the most profitable companies in the world. And just from, and look at that, losing all this money. And now it's like the amount of money they're going to make is going to recoup all of their losses and so much more. I mean, Tesla's been unbelievably efficient with their R&D spending. I think I really just think they don't get enough credit for that at all. Um, and they're gonna be go down as one of the most lean, mean, you know, efficient companies of all time, be extremely prof profitable because they're so disciplined. And, and because of the discipline they went through in 2017 to clean up, uh, you know, cut all unnecessary expenses and really get profitable. I mean, look how much that's paid off. Um, and then I think we see, you know, gross margins hit that 24% uh, from 22%. Operating margin of the company improves 10.5% for the year. And this is even with me assuming that huge jump up in expenses from 4.6 billion to 8.1 billion for OPEX. Revenue growth for the full year gonna come in at 83%, but outpacing that 77% OPEX growth. So I'm thinking 83% growth next year to 57 billion um, in revenue with almost 10 billion in operating cash flow, even assuming 7 billion in CapEx, a billion above their guidance. That'll leave them with $3 billion of free cash flow on the balance sheet. So Tesla's $20 billion in the bank, and they're going to make another $3 billion next year. It's like, what are you going to spend it on? Maybe they should put some Bitcoin. I don't know. So that is my estimate on Hypercharts. Go check out the link and see what you think for yourself, and go sign up for Hypercharts. Uh, you can get hypercharts.co slash premium. It's 10 bucks a month. Uh, you can use the free version, which is awesome, but the power version, you can save your models. Uh, you can put them in the community estimates. You can have more charts. There's like all these crazy features. Uh, you have compare mode. You can request companies, private financials. Um, all this really cool stuff, um, like private financials, you literally build up financials for your own company, um, which we can do. I did hyperchange like a, a long time ago. You can see that. Um, 
So yeah, like for instance, like this is the, you know, charts of hyper change that I had. I put my own revenue financials. I haven't updated it in a while, but you can see that pretty cool. If you want to go super meta, we have hyper charts on hyper charts. Here's the subscribers, revenue. Um, you can see the profitability, you know, the gross margin, all of that stuff. You can even see the financials of hyper charts on hyper charts, pretty meta. Um, but the point is, this is a really cool feature where you can put your own startups financials on the platform and send this to investors, or if you just want to have it for yourself. The last thing I want to show you here is this hyper charts API part. Um, this is a really, really awesome feature where we built in that you can actually use all the data on hypercharts to put it in your own things, working with a couple cool startups to integrate this. Um, anyway, I'm just, I've kind of plugged in hypercharts here because it's such an amazing product. Um, I think after all the hype, the, the ability to look at the first principles, to see what are the numbers of every single company, to just get the facts with no BS, to put in your estimates here. Um, and then we also have the community forecast tool so I can see what other people are estimating. So we're going to click on Mo's estimates because why not? We'll see what's up with Mo. So Mo here estimating about 175,000 deliveries, a little under my 177,000. Um, damn, he's thinking a big hit in operating income. Maybe that's like an Elon stock grant or something. I don't know. Let's see what expenses he has. Oh, he has a huge growth in OPEX, way more than I was expecting. So I don't know. So there you go. There's Mo's uh, chart. So I don't know, we're trying to make this sort of a really cool open source community for sharing um, your data and just kind of, and see this is, we can see this is the forecast by Mo up then when he last updated it. So we're constantly rolling out more and more features. And I want to give a huge shout out to all of you who've subscribed uh, for Hypercharts Premium because you guys are supporting this project, which we're adding from five companies, to like 120. We added Bitcoin, we're adding all these new features. Um, and it only keeps getting better because people are supporting it. And it's only under two years old. Almost forgot. How am I going to leave you without telling you what happens next? What is the biggest problem when Tesla hits a million vehicles deliver next year? They can do that without the 4680 cell. Then this is where the struggle comes in for Tesla. I think people are getting a little too optimistic. The 4680 Tesla's brand new battery cell, they have to put that into every single, like, you know, the Model Y in Berlin, the Cybertruck. I think these cars are already being priced in to have a massive production ramp in 2022 and 2023, but that is all hinging on Tesla's revolutionary new battery cell actually going to production, actually being on the road. So I really want to take this time to dampen expectations about the 4680 ramp and say, after a million or 1.2 million vehicles, wherever they end 2021 at, with the current capacity, once once they start moving to the 4680, I think it's growing pains. I think it's harder to scale. I think we have a sort of plateau in the growth rate before an acceleration once we figure out the 4680. So I think the most important thing I'll be watching on the conference call going forward from Tesla, reading news leaks or whatever, is how fast is that 4680 cell ramping? Because if we're talking about a $650 billion company, you know, we need to be uh, see this 4680 cell be on the road and be working. And I think a lot of that's already priced in. And so um, it's going to become a bottleneck on Tesla's growth if they can't do that production fast enough. And so I'm really fascinated to see, you know, do we get to 2 million cars by 2024 or 2022? Because it, I think that's all up in the air based on this 4680. And at, Tesla will continue to expand supply with their current battery supply chain. Um, and they don't need that for growth in 2021, I believe. But in 2022, then, then that's when that'll come into play. Um, anyway, would love to know what you think in the comments below. Also, if you have any guesses on the increased trajectory of FSD, would love to know that as well. This is HyperChange. Huge shout out to our Patreon supporters, producers. Um, you have uh, an epic new intro that we made for our Patreon supporters. I'll roll that now. Have an epic night. Peace.